What's up? This is Jesse from Stick to Your Guns, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. You let's up for what you've done with your last breath. All right, hey there, everyone, and welcome once again to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your beloved host, the one and only Sonny here, and today I have the honor of speaking with an immensely talented individual and Jesse Barnett. Bro, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Man, you know, this is a big time. of It's a big one for me. I mentioned this to you before the interview because I've been listening to your work since the early days of the band. I mean, like high school, people know how much I've been in the stick to your guns. The people who know me personally, you know, this is also an exciting time of the year for you. And the sure. rest of the guys, you know, with the drop of your latest album, Spectre, which is set to drop, I mean, this Friday, July 29th on Pure Noise. Jesse, you know, let me begin by first congratulating you on, think about this number, reaching 20 years of Stick to Your Guns and all the <laughs> well-deserved recognition you guys have been getting over the years. I mean, seven albums pretty much cemented into this band's impressive discography. I mean, there's a lot to discover about, you know, this <laughs> Mosher of an album. I haven't stopped listening to it since it was sent to me. And, you know, and just what you are all about, you know, before we get to all that and beyond, let's let's take a deep breath. Right. Because sure. you guys just finished up a string of festivals and tours, you know, before hitting back out later this year, uh, this summer. You also have another tour coming up. You know, it, it's kind of in a break of all the action. I remember seeing right. you guys at the So What Festival tear it up like you guys have. Live music is back, first and foremost. Better than ever, it, it seems like. Have you had the chance, Jesse, kind of just take this all in, considering what we've all been through in these last two years? I feel like that question cannot be stressed enough, man. Also, how are you? <laughs> I'm going to stop I'm talking. Good. I'm just going to drink my no, coffee. No, 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 no. You know, the, the, the run that you just mentioned that we had just, we had just done, you know, it started in Florida, uh, and then we went from Florida to Colombia down in South America, and yeah. then we uh, came back up through Texas and then we flew from Texas to Europe and then went all over Europe and then just came home. So, um, yeah, it's been a long, it's been a long, like seven or eight weeks or whatever it was, uh, which I used to be able to do standing on my head. Uh, like, Oh, two month run, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, that was all pre pandemic, but now it's like, I've gotten, so I've gotten into such a routine at home that to like, to not only break away from that, but to have it to be like an, like a, a, huge tour right off the jump was like that was kind of crazy it, it, it was it was nuts we made it through uh no doubt but like i don't I wonder, know it was, kinda, it was nuts bro i wonder what the mindset was like trying to get back on the stage was it weird for you or was it like kind of just picking up where you left off and was it 2019 was your last tour it's like all right all right we're on the stage stage left is here stage, okay you right, right. you know it's like kind of getting in the rehearsal what was, <laughs> what was weird was how how easy it was to come back you know what i mean it, it really did seem like muscle memory like i was expecting like oh fuck okay well here here, here we go like i'm gonna blow this and then every, we just like oh okay yeah i remember that i remember how to do that so that part was um relieving to say the least to it's say also the least. it's also weird because now it's like anytime you mention something it's like okay was it post-pandemic or was it well technically we're still in pandemic but it's like you know sure, sure. was it pre-pandemic it's it's like we lived a different lifetime and now here we are on right. the other side of things. And I want to piggyback off of that because I mentioned, you know, 20 years, right? I mentioned 20 years. I, I want to turn the clock back a little bit further, Jesse. I mentioned 2003. You're, you're like, oh, man, here we go. Now, I don't know <laughs> if you're a sentimental person like me, man. But as of late, you know, we had a chance to reflect on a lot of things before going back out into the live music scene again. 
Have you ever just stopped for a moment to take a look back on that time in your life during the Saddleback Church days with uh, Casey and where <laughs> stick to your guns all began? I mean, you know, it's a lot. Of, I've asked this question a lot to the artists. They're like, you know what? I have actually looked at like old videos of myself. It's like, what was I doing? You know, like reflecting. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many times you even asked this question, but you're just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I really like that. You know what I mean? Ever. But like, I've always kind of been the person that kind of just like, I kind of just roll with the punches. It was yeah. like, that. I feel like that's my superpower. You know what I mean? My, I have like a, a great ability to adapt. Um, and like, I feel like I've always done that even since I was a kid. And so it's like, you know, I, I never, I, tr I try not to be too hard on myself when I look back and I see things that are like, Oh my, Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't know, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know then I don't know now I'm just like doing my, you know what I mean? I'm like, do I'm just kind of just going with it. You know what I mean? Um, I would say me as a human being is definitely, uh, more developed than I have been for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I used to kind of be like, not ashamed, ashamed is too strong of a word, but I can't think of a better mm. word of like stick to your guns past, but it's just like, because you know it was it it genuinely was like a bunch of kids who didn't know what the hell they were doing you know what i mean um and so it's like when you look at it like that it's like admirable and it's helped me overcome that feeling like oh you know a, a any, any sort of like i don't know like cringeness i guess like as the kids would say about <laughs> about it, like, it, 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 as as you're telling me this i'm thinking about what is it 2004 or 2005 i remember i was in i think i was a junior or a sophomore in high school one of my friends wore a stick to your gun shirt. I was like, oh, man, that's a cool shirt. That was right when I was getting into like uh, the metalcore scene because early 2000s metalcore and, and I was introduced to you guys. Sure. And uh, like it's it. the it. I think it's OK to be cringe, man. It's it, you know, it shows that it doesn't oh. really you know, you don't really care about what's around you. You're just doing your thing. Brother, brother, I've made a life <laughs> I've made a career off of being cringe. So don't you worry about, it. you know. <laughs> And, and it's really cool because one of the things that makes stick to your guns stick to your guns is is the live presence that you guys put out on the stage, you know, in the so what fest, you know, and I mentioned going there, how hot it was that day also. But but bro, you played at Warp Tour, you know, Hell on Earth. You guys also right. played, I believe, the 2000 Trees Festival not too long ago. You yeah. performed with some of my personal favorites, like, you know, Architects and you know, shout out to Knock Loose and Wage War. But man, I'm going to throw a few more curveballs at you man whether it's with stick to your guns whether it's with ways away wish you yeah. were here or trade wind sure would you say i know i do would you say you have a newfound appreciation of the live music experience now considering i don't mean to sound like a broken record considering what's happened in the last two years you know because back then it was just yeah it was a show after show after show i felt almost numb to the point where it was just you know instant gratification we're at a show and when it was sure. taken away from us, you get what I'm getting getting out with this. I feel like it's an important question to ask as, ask as well. Like shout out, to, shout out to those other bands as well that you're part of. <laughs> correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but if if I'm understanding you correctly, you're asking like because this was all taken away from us. Now that it's back, do I appreciate it more? Yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Um, okay. I, I I think definitely more like like we got a taste or I got a taste of what it was like not to do stick to your guns. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. especially when you get into such a routine with something, you know, like any relationship, whether it be, you know, sometimes it's with like, um, you know, like, like, a, 
like your girlfriend or your wife or your even your friends you know what i mean or your in this case like my my with my band it's like it's easy to take any relationship for granted if you don't like make sure that you're like taking inventory on it and like checking up on it you know what i mean like all these things yeah. need like need good healthy like um I don't know. They need tending to, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes with, with a band, especially for a band like six year guns who tours so relentlessly, um, it's, uh, it's easy to forget it. Cause you kind of just get into like cruise control. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you and guys I, are in pretty much cruise control for the rest of the year. You have two tours coming up, I believe. For sure. I mean, holy shit. Does it feel almost kind of over? I don't know if it's overwhelming because live music, I feel like is also as a point of, saturation because everybody's touring at the same time i have buddies that's, of mine who are saying man i can't get to this show because this show is happening you that's know kind of where, that's kind of where i'm getting at and it's like you see that especially amongst like metalcore bands and it's like you know uh, <laughs> it's it, it's complicated because it's it really it sucks because like what happens is you have this core group of like bands that tour their asses off in, within metalcore and it's a big group it's like 40 bands or oh, something yeah. and everybody is trying to beat each other's ass for certain opportunities or whatever and then also you want to make sure like you know what i mean like you want to make sure that like because these are also your friends you know what i mean a lot a lot of them mm -hmm. are you know a lot of them are and it's like what i have noticed or what it has seemed to me to be since coming back from tour like coming back starting playing shows it's almost like we now the bands have to work even harder to make the same amount of money that we were pre-pandemic and then it's like you know you know you, I, you also notice it in europe and this might sound so bitchy and i, I definitely don't mean it to be but it's like you, you notice it with like catering getting cut at certain at certain venues and like which is like that sucks like the travel in europe is brutal and sometimes you don't have like the money to go or, or you know what i mean because sometimes you're at a venue and it's like oh, okay well this is going to be like a you know a ten dollar uber or a you know a fifteen dollar train to go to this restaurant that you know what i mean sometimes it's like you you need that shit when you get into the venue it's like sometimes it's the only time you're eating in the day you know what i mean yeah I, i'm not, not to mention the, the gas prices here in the states i'm sure, sure. that is affecting you guys good lord sure. i mean That's that's another thing. And so what happens is you create, you have to like oversaturate yourself. It's like we as bands, we ask ourselves these all the time. It's how do you make it to give like, no one wants to be touring as much as they are really. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've become accustomed to it, but it's like, that's the only way we can really make a living off of our music. You know what I'm saying? Cause we don't get, we don't really get paid from the actual, like say, say the selling of the actual music itself. And, it, and this isn't even like a, a shot at any one label specifically. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not interested in any, any of that. Like, especially with pure noise, like they've done, they've, they've done nothing but like treat us with respect and let us do exactly what we want to do. Um, but it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's systemic. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's the, like, it's, it's the system in which it's the it's the guidelines in which pure noise has to act if they want to remain like a label in this industry you know what i'm saying yeah so 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 regardless of any of that it's like net, to get back to the point like bands have to tour so much if they want to pay their rent you know what i mean or if they want to make sure they have they can eat and then god forbid it's like savings it's like i don't even know like you know what i mean it's like that it's like that kind of shit and it's like mm -hmm. I, I think for me coming back it's it's really highlighted those things this the same way that the pandemic highlighted all of the you know like wealth disparity and, and income inequality and all that kind of shit that was existing kind of 
behind society. And then once society shut down, everyone was kind of able to see behind the curtain a little bit. And everyone kind of had this like awakening that like maybe society isn't so random and maybe it's actually designed in a very nuanced way for us not to recognize uh, our worth as workers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like it's very tough because, uh, by the way, thank you for sharing all that, Jesse. I mean, that's a lot of insight because there's no protocol for a pandemic, obviously. It's like, okay, here's step one, step two, step three. We were all kind of just figuring things along along the way. We're still figuring things out, you know? I mean, look at the catering, for example, you just told me about. You guys just came off that crazy tour in Europe and it's still gas prices. You you guys are going to be hitting that marker again once you guys hit on the road uh, here coming up soon. But you know, aside from the music, you know, I, I wanted to ask you about this because on your Instagram page, I thought this was very interesting. I don't know if people know this. I want to mention two things to you, All Power Books and Other People Records. Sure. Can you tell me more about that? Because I know that's a record label that I believe you own independently. Um, how has that been going and what is your relation with All Power Books? I went on the website. It's very, a lot of interesting things I, I could find, but I, I, was, I was trying to figure out, uh, I was looking up your affiliation with them if you're able to just uh give more information about that because i know a lot of fans would probably be wondering what that's for yeah sure sure so so to to answer your first question uh yeah other people records i i own with tom tom williams from straight from the past so it's it's him and i so awesome yeah we do that record label together um and uh it's a great relationship because the the way i kind of describe it is like he's like the analytical guy like he's got that Mm. brain has that fucking shit on like on lock you know what i mean and i'm a little bit more of like the creative side so it's like the heart and the brain of the operation you know what i'm saying yeah and that's kind of how our relationship functions and it can't you know you can't you can't you can't we we need each other to survive you know what i mean i Um, asked that question because i don't mean to interrupt you but i i started a record label with my two brothers 10 years ago so i had to ask about that that's so awesome it's like you're you're like you do one thing and he does the other It, it kind of completes all circles there were three of us so each brother was was you know taking care of one side of the label. It's hard to do. Uh, we is. don't have it anymore because it's so yeah. hard. But yeah. I, I I imagine a challenge like the pandemic having an effect on something like an independent record label. I mean, good grief. Uh, it, I mean, it was the opposite actually. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like we because I I I think it was a mixture of a lot of things, a lot of downtime, and like people were getting stimulus checks and shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like. Like a lot of things happen. And so I don't know, regardless, we we did some of the best business we've ever done in, in our in our history. And, and people spent a lot of money and other people were at, at our at our label and um, which we're unbelievably grateful for. And it's helped us grow in an awesome way. And like we're super excited, like about all this cool stuff that's um, that's happening with the label and like the bands that that we're able to work with. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, right. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's a pretty exciting thing, and and yeah, so that's that's my label, and then All Power Books is actually a community bookstore that I I actually opened, I started it, so and then I had uh, six, six, well now it's six of us total, so five of my uh, my 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 friends um, and comrades uh, just kind of joined me and do it, and and you know we we carry a pretty specific line of literature, and we uh, but we're, we mostly exist to be a um, to be a community space and uh you know we help people uh do all sorts of things you know it's a, a lot of people living on the street so we have like a, a free store yeah. they can come and 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 uh stock up on like essentials whatever they need um there's also a lot of slums all over la and so people don't like you know have a lot of access to like you know i, I don't know it's just it's um 
really living in bad conditions. And so they need like home repair stuff and they need, uh, you know, cleaning supplies and stuff like that. So we, we offer that as well. Um, we've helped get, we've helped people get like musical instruments. Like I helped a fr- friend of mine get a cello. Uh, we've helped, a, we've helped a, a man get a van. Um, we do produce distros every Saturday. Uh, we do school supply drives. Um, any kind of, any kind of, we just did a poetry night the other night. That was awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know any kind of any kind of help that we feel like we can offer our community. We we do out of the out of the bookstore. Man, I have so many questions about that, but we'll save that for next time because that's sure. the things that you're doing for the community. I mean, you're really setting an example for not only for someone like me, but I'm sure a lot of the fans around. You know, just not even just you know stick to your guns, but just even just the metal community could look into. Do you sure. have? Uh, would you have any i know you guys are on instagram for all power books and other people's records if you guys don't know look on jesse's page it's on there if you want to plug something in where people can contribute is it possible for someone like me in texas to contribute to all power books is that possible yes so if you go to our website um allpowerbooks.org yeah it's dot org (laughs) it's not dot com i know for a fact it's not dot com because i was just on it like last night (laughs) You can, either, you can either like buy a shirt or buy merch and like we're always dropping new like items like that or obviously you know oh, yeah. you buy, buy a book as well we also have a buy a comrade a book program so for people who can't afford books they can sign up and then for someone who might have some extra money if you're buying a book you can like donate a, an extra five dollars and that buys a book for like the person behind you you know but um so we have that kind of shit but you, you can either buy something off the website or you can um, like we have a, a I think I think it's called Ko-Fi or coffee K K O dash F I.com. It's like a fundraising site. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So Ko-Fi. anyway, we, it's Ko-Fi. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about. I've seen that yeah. before. And you can okay. like donate. Well, yeah. That is right. Okay. I'm going to make sure I plug this in on our, uh, once this goes live, Th- that's awesome, Jesse. Now, uh, I feel like we could talk about this too forever now sure. let's, uh, but I want to get to, let's get to Spectre, bro. We've talked about sure. everything except the new album. This <laughs> drops Friday on pure noise. Here's the thing. This is an album of your contender. I'm not even gonna argue about that because it's a thing of beauty before we dive a little further into this album. This is, I mentioned seven albums. This is the seventh album. This is the follow-up to 2017's true view you also had an ep i believe last year that dropped as well it was like an acoustic ep that dropped but bro it's been five years since then if for people who are keeping math at home you know this is the longest time in between albums as well i went back and heard true view i loved it then i love it now here's the thing jesse you guys have already had albums which have gone to be recognized as i would even say is influential pieces of work amongst the hardcore punk and metalcore fans today for example, Diamond and the Hope Division, those two albums. I hear that so much within the community. All the while piling up, you know, tens and millions of streams across multiple platforms in the process. You've been here since the beginning, bro. Despite multiple lineup changes over the years, you have really honed into your sound and identity and have stayed true to that over the years. Yet you still evolve. I don't care who you are, but second uh, seven records is not an easy thing to do in that time span. Yet who you are. Knowing and being a part of the success that Stick to Your Guns has been through, does writing get easier or does the pressure of several great records make it harder? Jeez, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you need like a drink. Nicest <laughs> drink of words anyone has ever said to me in my fucking life. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for 
foremost for saying all these things. Holy no, thank shit. you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm over here like <laughs> think about what? it. Just, Bro, just he's right. We kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> you had a straight face the whole time. I'm like, oh god, where is this going? Oh, oh my god! I was god. just like, holy shit! Ooh. Like you're making all right. Think you know what I mean? So, anyway, yeah. I mean, there's always gonna, there's always gonna be the pressure of like. It, you got to walk that line, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it's like you're building a when you're building a band and you're like trying to like build a foundation, like a foundational fan base. You always want to make sure that you're staying true to that. And sometimes like people forget, like it's okay to like branch off and do other shit. Um, and 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 honestly, some people are just genuinely not interested in doing that. You know what I mean? Like there's just some bands that are just like, oh yeah, this is this is what we are, and we're going to be this for forty years, and that that's great. You know what I mean? I have like so many of my favorite bands. Um, um, can can be like that yeah so it's not even like a, it's not even throwing shade on anyone but it's like for me i guess i'm kind of like uh, and i think a lot of people in the band are like this as well as kind of like the like variety is the spice of life kind of vibe you know what i mean for as corny as that might sound but it's like <laughs> this is a couple of cliches let's get a cliche as much as we want all right so it's fine <laughs> but it's like for me for me the the part the main part that i think that we wanted to capture that we were able to on this record was you know, because I have I have so many friends across the the board that like some some of my friends are fans of the band. Some of my friends are just like, oh, I don't care either way. And then I have friends that like genuinely like that. It's I love you, but like your band's the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Um. So but they, I think everyone across that board kind of agrees that like we have yet to cap like who stick to your guns is live versus who stick to your guns is on record are, are kind of two different bands because there are people who come and they're like, every time I come and watch you live, like you fucking kick ass. But then I try to go put your record on and I'm just like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> you know what I mean, so that may be the first time I've ever heard something like that. That is a very yeah. interesting perspective, to, to, especially for a hardcore and a hardcore metalcore mix. Like you guys are, you sure. guys, you guys cover such a wide range. I wonder if that has a lot to do with it. It might be like just a little too like um, like off the walls for people. You know what I mean? Because it's like we can be like ridiculously heavy and then we can have these, you know, like acoustic ballads. So it's like I think a lot of people are like, yo, pick a lane. What are you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever. But like, I, I yeah. And that, and I can I, honestly, I totally understand that. Like I get like that, too, with 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 certain things. Like You know what I mean? Like there's certain shit with like. um I can't even give an example right now, so this I'm just gonna stop this train of thought and go on another one. But <laughs> that's okay. Like, I can understand why people are like, I like my music this way and this is not for me. So, you know. But but again, I think the most important thing was that we captured this like we have we have this thing live that's like this kind of an essence, I guess, to say that just cliche. We, we I'm gonna I'm gonna put like a cliche count on how many we have on like the corner of this <laughs> interview, I swear to God. <laughs> But like, you know what I mean? That that we've never been able to get on on record, and I think we were able to finally do that for this one. And and that's that's the thing I'm most proud of from the record. You know, isn't that cool though? Think about it for a second. Your music is also causing discourse amongst fans. It sure. it's get it's getting people talking. I like that. Now this is probably coming from a film perspective because sure. you know you know when when there's like a a movie like Blade Runner for example, people are going to like talk about oh he should have done it this way you know he should right. this the and camera angle like little things like that. I think that's right. what it's going on. You're getting people talking, which means when you watch like a movie over and over, right? You go back and you watch it and you catch something that you missed the last time. That's right. how I am with stick to your guns. I think that's what people are saying. Sure, sure. Yeah. Think about that again. If someone says that again, it's like you know what. 
listen to it again, come back to me. Something like but that. Also, but also it's created this cool kind of like, like because our music can be so polarizing from everything mm-hmm. from sound to uh, the things we like subject matter. Yeah. It's if you fuck with stick to your guns, like you are a lifer, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, it's created a cool community of like, you know what I mean? Like that's, I would rather have that. I'd rather have that than like the like playing shows to like uh you know twenty thousand people and everyone's kind of just waiting for you to play the one song that they've heard on the radio before or whatever. <laughs> like I would rather have five hundred people in a room going like, oh yeah, I have every fucking song tattooed from my face to my toes. You know what I mean? Like don't do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that. Kind yeah. Of, that kind of like that kind of like you know what I mean? Because that's how I feel it. You know what I mean? It's like so if if I'm able to. I always say this, it's like, especially with like, for example, we just dropped that song, Open Up My Head. And to Ooh. to drop a song like that right after dropping a song like Hush, it's it's definitely like, what what is going on? You know what I mean? But like that's that's always been that's always been important, you know, and that's always been important to me. You know what I mean? And it's like like and I've always said, as long as you're being genuine, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters. Like this if the song is good and you're and you actually believe in what you're doing then 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 all that shit won't matter you know what i mean the whole like what is this shit or what you know what i mean like that that's exactly what i said when open up my so when open up my head when i heard that song about a month ago when i was sent the record (laughs) i um i'm kidding you not jesse i listen i'm like that's a single that has to be a single the way (laughs) that started so i've been very nostalgic lately i don't know like i keep i keep blockbuster receipts all right from like the 90s that's how like that's how old school i am well nostalgia is that, that first riff, that first riff in <laughs> Open Up My Head, it takes me back. And I mean, like, Siamese Dream Smashing Pumpkins back, like when that dropped, like, like, and plus, plus the tone of that music video. For anyone who doesn't know, go check out that music video because it is. Uh, let's get to that now, dude, because, sure, <laughs> we're not, sure, sure. you know, this album, Spectre, it clocks in a little over 35 minutes, right? It didn't feel like that at all. Talk about the neck workout of your life. If you ever need to go to the gym at home, here you go. A mix of hardcore punk, metalcore, the vicious yet brutal brutality and melodic at the same time. I felt like this is this had everything uh, for not only a stick to your guns fan, for but just a heavy metal fan. Hence, covering all aspects of the genre like we just talked about. From sure. the opener to, to weapon to open up my head. Instruments of the end to more of us than them. That made me a favorite bit, by the way more of us than them to the acoustic no way to live okay that last part of the album the 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 what is it i felt like those two songs complemented each other so well the transition from more of us than them to no way to live um whoever's writing the riffs by the way holy shit uh kudos to (laughs) i I, I don't know i don't know if he's either chris or josh because they are uh, going through the roof i mean open up my head open up my head uh was was josh and more of us than them was chris and that kind of gives you a an insight into their writing styles like josh is definitely more like in your fucking face like in straightforward and chris is a little bit more like um i don't want to say noodly because that almost sounds like condescending but you know what i mean he's like a little more technical um but josh can be technical too and chris can be straightforward too but but i would say that's how i would i would kind of separate their styles and I don't know if you've seen the YouTube comments for uh, Open Up My Head. It, they're saying the exact same things we are. All yeah. multiple genres going on in this thing, you know? I, I got to ask you this, Jesse. This may be a tough one, but 
think about it. How much did things change from when you first started composing on Spectre to where you ended up finishing it? Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Did you guys already have a specific sound in mind from day one? Yeah, I think we did. Um, I think, and then, and that's like the biggest difference with the songwriting style, I think is like um, the fact that we weren't trying to pull necessarily from influence and we were more so trying to pull from what it is that we knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Because like you said, after writing like however many albums plus however many EPs and covers and all that kind of shit, like we've written a lot of, a lot of, a lot of shit. And so it's like, and every single time we've gone to the studio, it's been like, oh, I really like this part from this new album. Let's try to do something like that. Or, you know what I mean? You try to pull in a lot of outside influence. And I think we really genuinely just try to go into our own toolbox on this record and 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 um, create something just like with what we know how to do and what we've mm-hmm. learned. How to do, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, and I think that's where you also get like the the these huge um distances between the styles you know what i mean but but we're we're able to bridge them together you know what i'm saying um yeah so sorry i'm thinking about like just the song structures from from where it starts to where it ended i could not stop listening to it and because the production was a big part of this level that a big part of this album that i really love because i'm an audiophile these days jesse i'm very picky on how i want my music to sound the way i want it to sound the production did you guys collectively work on this yourselves or did you bring in someone else to take the helm on the production side of things on this because i felt like this album maybe just me it sounded thicker and heavier from true view no sure 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 we brought in we brought in drew or he goes by wizard blood is his like this is like moniker what is up with these producers they always come up with like these like machine for example right yeah, yeah exactly. shout out to him you know they always exactly. i think that's a good thing every producer should have like a nickname like that from yeah, now on sure. drop yeah. the name just go with the whole mysterious alias. Yeah, because it's, it's like, like Voldemort. It's, it's like Voldemort. Oh my god! <laughs> right, right. Because it's like I said, Drew, and you were like, okay, Drew, that could be anyone. But if I say Wizard Blood, it's like, okay, now I know, you know, Wizard what I mean. Blood, man. He also legally changed uh, it to Wizard Blood. He just did the um that new Motionless and White that just dropped too. I know he just oh, did that. One. He's done like, a ton of shit. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He was able to just like, it was both like. I don't know. It was like such a blur. And I think it was because he's just incredible. Um, and like, it was the most relaxed situation of all time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it was like, I don't know. He's just has a, he has such a comforting and calming presence that it was just like, it makes the environment super open. You know what I mean? And I like talking about it because I, I feel like a lot of the fans don't really know the work that's that, that gets put behind something like Spectre. You guys sure. put everything on paper, but everything on the production side of things, Shout out, I mean, shout out to, uh, what's his name again? Drew. Wizard See, blood. now I'm saying Drew. <laughs> Wizard Blood. Wizard Blood. Shout out to Wizard Blood, man, for getting the, the sound of this album, like, to to the setting. I mean, because it really, it, it really sounded so, I mean, uh, how do I say it? It sounded full, I guess. Like, I heard everything on this album, you know, from the bass to, to the, to the insane, I mean, drum structures from George. Holy shit. He may, I mean, I think you guys all also pushed each other to become better musicians now than ever before. I felt like, I don't know. Hope sure. division is probably my personal favorite still, but this sure. is, sure, bro, sure, sure. this is up there, man. George has always been really good at like self challenging. You know what I mean? And he's like, he's like, he's a, an insane drummer and i i honestly think he gets overlooked and 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 mostly just because like drummer porn they tend to to, to like 
drummer dudes tend they tend to like gravitate towards like either like gospels gospel drummers or like um metal drummers you know what i mean and it's like george is so good but because he plays in like a band like six year guns i feel like he can maybe get overlooked by the average like drum enjoyer but like he's he's fucked he's insane and he can play just about any you know what i mean you see the grin on my face because both of my brothers are drummers uh one of them actually is in his worship group so that is actually pretty insane and they both and they both played in metal bands then they both have toured so that's gospel so crazy you know like you know, I and mean, there's like that gospel chops. Like I'll, I even go to so, gospel. Like it's, it's, it's insane. Gospel. So I heard, I don't know if this is true. Uh, I know fans out there probably correct me. The drummer for I prevail. Wasn't he with the gospel? A I don't know much before he joined or anything like that. I don't know much about I prevail, but I, I would, I could assume as much. Cause like gospel drummers and metal drummers are like, you know what I mean? They're like that yeah. meme where it's like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Oh, dude. Yes. Okay. You got me an idea. All right. We're going to get on that like immediately. But man, between writing and then structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, you know, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this because the lyricism throughout Spectre, even really stick to your guns, really. And I was really interested about this because I felt like, you know, the bulk of your discography dealt with, you know, self-reflection to political and social statements, you know, Uh, George. You know, we just talked about him. He talked about this uh, band being a secret straight edge band. Um, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think he said that at one point, you know, because you have a song like Weapon, for example, right? Sure, sure. That that song is about coming to terms with the reality of who you are, Jesse. Sure. And then you have a song like Open Up My Head, like we just briefly talked about that music video. You know, um, I, I begin to think of the tangibles of a theme or a message to music, either one or multiple, is that a big component to songwriting for a band like Stick to Your Guns? Is what, like, uh, our, our, our message? Themes, yeah, themes and messages. Do you center your songwriting around a message, or do you just go with the flow? I think that's a good question. I mean, I, for me personally, you know what I mean? And that's the thing, is like all each member might have a different role, but I think we are all working uh, around the same common, uh, goal, which would be like this, like political message that seek your guns tries to convey or Mm -hmm. social message or whatever, whatever, however you may perceive that. Um, I think that's, I think that is the kind of the, the, the crux of, of, of what secure guns is. Yeah. Because especially at a time like today, I feel like it really resonated, especially with that music video. I mean, (laughs) the music video, you're like Laying in there, that that brain. I wonder how many takes you guys have to do that before without cracking up. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't get a lot. We didn't get a lot. I'll tell you that much. Really? That sounds yeah. like you guys got a lot of shots with the blood spewing ever. How they did he got, not they crack up? Amazing. I don't know how they did it, but they made it look incredible. I don't know. Do you how. still have like any props from that music video, or, like the actual brain or anything like no, that? No, no, no. <laughs> like in, yeah, almost yeah, like Tony that... Stark has a, like that heart and that glass, kind of like yeah. Jesse. <laughs> we. we... All that shit was rented, so I had to go back to wherever the hell. Oh it came. man, it's a great music video, but uh, <laughs> but I feel like this album is also like a snapshot of where you are as a certain time in your life. Looking back as well, I feel like that's another way to look at it with Spectre. You know, at a time that you wrote it, you know. Oh sure, sure. I mean, I, I would say that's more so like what a what a what a, what True View was trying to accomplish, where mm-hmm. like you know albums like Diamond and albums like True View are always very introspective, whereas like an an album like Spectre is more so like um now portray how you portray yourself or 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 like 
what you've learned from who you finding out who you are and now you, how you practice that in everyday life. You know what I mean? And, and it's not so much a, a message about like an individual journey as it is about learning and understanding my place within society and learning more so about my like connectedness with, with others and understanding that like, um, we are like, a, a you know, there are, there are common ills of society that we all face that we can handle if we, work together on it you know what i mean yeah um, um, i think i think that's more so the message of, of specter like okay i've done the introspective shit okay i've kind of i've kind of been able to figure out where where i've gone wrong in my life now now that i know that i got to try to put it into practice in 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 life you know what i mean you know jesse we've covered a good amount on this ground on this awesome conversation i mean uh we're approaching the last part of our interview but uh sure. first and foremost man we're gonna get to that surprise i know you're waiting for that it's like oh you're gonna wait we're, they're waiting for me to play this song. That's probably how you felt like when I was doing this, huh? There you go. <laughs> Turn that shit 180. Um, but, you know, I, I want to, you know, thank you so much for sharing a, a lot about, you know, about who you are and, and what Stick to Your Guns is all about and sure. representing the OC in, in a form of display of the art that you guys are, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your time that we you have taken in, which you've discussed about so far, performing for as long as you have, you know, and the people you have met and work with during these amazing records the saddleback church days touring you know growing fan base of seven albums of two decades you know i've always been excited you know to see where you guys go from one point to the next i feel no different different this time around you know there's also a level of inspiration to what you're doing here jesse you know i i think you dropped your first record during high school if i'm not mistaken i mean yeah i mean not many people can grow up saying they did that you know i have your aspirations as a musician or hell as a human being, sure. have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you see things differently today? I, I saw the music industry. I feel like try to change me and who, who I, who I know to be, you know what I mean? I feel like I was raised by two very uh, imperfect, but amazing people um, who like, taught me and gave me the keys genuinely on how to be like the best uh, possible person. And so now I think after I've tried to, after I've strayed from that path a little bit, I think I've come back to realizing like now my, my general rule is like, okay, think back at 14, anywhere from 10 year old Jesse to 14 year old Jesse, somewhere in there. And as long as you think you're making that person happy and as long as you think you're making that person proud i don't think that you'll ever lose your like that's like my north star now you know what i mean because that yeah. was a person who wasn't afraid to like it like uh i don't know in a weird way he was more confident because he was just like yeah, i'm a fucking kid and i'm stoked to be alive and i love bugs and what's under there and who's that and you know what i mean like i you know, and I was my most, yeah. I was at my most creative, and I was at my most loving. I just loved being alive and experiencing everything that was happening. And so I feel like as long as I'm like, you know, what I mean, like you, you earlier when I was kind of just standing, like just sitting here, standing here, like <laughs> listing off all these accomplishments, I'm like, in that moment, you kind of, I thought that I legitimately was like, oh, dude, thirteen year old Jesse, like hearing this moment, you know what I mean? He gets to fast forward and be like, oh, he did it. You know what I mean? Like he did the thing. He did the thing he was trying to do. So, you know, I, I think my, yes, the answer is yes. My, my, my way of thinking has definitely changed. And I, I, I've landed, I've come back. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I think it's really cool because I do my my true purpose to be so as you grow, as you're more successful, I think it's easy to also lose lose track of things. Sometimes you kind of have to step away from the scene for a little bit. Look at sure. it from an outside perspective, kind of just reevaluate yourself and go back into it with a new purpose, so to speak. It's easy. It's, to not e- it's not even the scene. It's everything behind in the background. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Scene. And the people you have to make sure that you're like. I don't know. It, we, we won't get into all that, but I, I've, I've been able to come back and, 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 and figure out a, a path that I think has been, has been working pretty well for me. So thus, thus far and, and yeah. kind of just like, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, 10 year old Jesse is definitely imperfect and, and extremely annoying and like, but you know what I mean? But it's like, he has, he, he kind of has that answer. You know what I mean? He kind of has, he has yeah. the answers. At least he has answers that are, 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 um, they're working for me now. So bro, this felt like therapy to me, this entire session we've been talking to. I think I owe you a drink. I think I owe you two drinks, one in Alabama and one here in Texas when you guys hey, come you around. Go. But but bro, this is the last part of our interview. We're gonna get to it right now, man. The fun part. We've been let's tone it down, right? We've been serious. And eh, we haven't been serious. We've been we've been uh, relaxing. So there's I'm gonna it. do this thing called, all right. Get ready. I'm gonna do this thing called the hot seat. Hot seat. I'm going to see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? My God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's seven. I, I handpicked a few. Don't worry. I'll go easy on you. Holy <laughs> I, I, I'm going to probably I'm going to start you up easy, bro. I'm going to go kind of throughout your discography. All right. Don't be surprised if. Hold on. Probably. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny because I had I've done this with a few people. A ton of people actually, and they say it's always one or the other. It's like, oh, I'm not gonna get any song right. They get every song right, and some of them say, oh yeah, I got this. They get every song wrong. It's always one or the other. It's so hilarious. So okay, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna put go. that to the test. All right. Now yeah. I pick some deep cuts. So let's oh. see here. This is gonna be fun. You're also gonna, and maybe I'm giving you an idea for set list. Who knows? I okay. May or may not have said that. Let's start this. Here we go. I got no proof, but I know the truth. You can't catch me if I'm onto you. I'm locked and loaded to explode. God gave me somewhere to go. Now you're asking me what the lyrics are? Yeah, or what no, no. Song? What, what, what song is that? Oh, it's open up my head. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, what? No, no, <laughs> no, no. Don't scare me like that. No, no. no. <laughs> I thought the ass- I misunderstood the assignment. Oh, I no, no. Sorry. I should, I should have been more clear. I read the song lyric. You read, you say the name of the song. That's it. Okay. Yeah, I that's thought- I thought it was like I start the song. Dude, I should have. That would have been funny. I maybe I may just end the interview there, and <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to you. All right, here we go. Go, go, go. Moving on. All right, again, this is not an order, so this is gonna be tricky. All right, I'm gonna read the next one. I take a stand to do what I can, and if I can't, I find out how I can. Keep trying the theory, organize, make a plan. That's a great lyric. RMA. Yep, Toby Moore. Shout out to him. Revolutionary yeah. mental attitude from disobedient 2015. You got this. Yeah, I, I think you're good, man. Okay, okay. Take a deep breath. All right. Okay. Moving on. Here we go. <laughs> this is actually my favorite song of this of this album. So let let me know if you can help me finish the lyric because oh, that's the God, title of the okay. song. Here we go. I am an accident in the game of chance, so I'll use my numbered days any way I can. I realize I was never meant to be. I am. Owed nothing. Hell yeah. There you go. From True View <laughs> 2017. Great song. Great lyric. Uh, pro- probably my one of my favorite uh, Stick to Your Gun songs ever. Hey, appreciate 
<laughs> I like how you're looking away. It's like I, I can't look at him. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I have to like <laughs> all right. Here we go. We got a few more. Oh, okay. Day by day, keep fighting a little more. You're so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. I'll always I'm always here when you need my help, but in the end, you must rely on yourself. I feel like you just it's like poetry, dude. Oh, no. See, like, that one is good because it's so vague. I feel like there's so many instances and in so many songs. Are you? I, I wonder if you're ever like, I wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, all the time. All the time. Okay. Think 2008 if you need help. Oh, my God. We're going, bar we're going that far back. Will you give it to me again? Yeah. <laughs> do you need to be turned the other way? You're I like, do. you're I, not faced this way now. Okay. Day by day, why. keep fighting a little more. You're so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. I'm always here when you need my help, but in the end, you must rely on yourself. I don't know. Straight up. I don't know. This is, it's from Comes from the Heart. Um, <laughs> this is a deep cut. At least I yeah. think it is a deep cut. Looking for the surface. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that actually that that fun. that may be my favorite one from that one as well. All right. Holy shit. We we got a couple more. <laughs> Can you do a couple more? Or is this yes, too much? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's like, I know, I know my songs. I got this. All right. You give your fear a face, and now you call it your enemy. War is all I fucking see. It's all I see. Uh that's um that's with Brendan from Counterparts. That's um, mm -hmm. uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. There we go. You're better than dust. EP, great EP. All right, moving on. You got this. That was good. Fate. <laughs> I think I gave what? it away. It's what? hard to move on when tradition is the horror that keeps your feet nailed to the frozen floor. Now it weighs down your mind and once again left you deaf, dumb, and blind. Okay, yeah. Here's the here's what's crazy is you did give it away, but but I was like, I was like, because you're like, oh, I think I gave it away. I'm like, what? I didn't understand what was going on. And you started saying, it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah give it away. Faith in the Untamed. <laughs> the whole division. It's <laughs> if it's my favorite album, I'm gonna yell out the song. No, no yeah. doubt. All right, got a couple more. I promise, this is literally two more. Okay, no problem. All right, this is a place of acceptance, not a place of repentance. So save your breath, you homophobic shithead. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> God, I want to say that over and over. Oh, that's insane. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, that's um, uh, Life in a Box. Yeah, from Diamond. Last one. Here we uh, go. Okay. I think you know this one. You have to. The uh, best has yet to come. Should I even say anymore? <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is... Oh, uh, for, that, that's for what it's worth? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know, I know exactly what that is, but, but 2007. I, I that's the first lyric from the first song of the first album. No <laughs> way, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave that. I'm not, gonna, I'm gonna leave that out. So that's I'm gonna that's... give you a round of applause, man. Once this airs, dude, because you did great, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> you know the lyrics to your own songs. What was the one? Looking for the surface. Yeah, I think it's time to add that that's... to the set list now. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. <laughs> but Jesse, man, thank you so much for the bottom of my heart, dude. This has been fun, dude. Um. I've done so many interviews. Like this is definitely up there as one of my favorites. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you, bro. Uh, do you have any last words? Just any shout outs? Anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as 
stick to your guns, your other bands, or even the new album before we finish things off here? Yeah, I would definitely try to try to plug the new album. I, I mean, I know how corny it is to say that that like, especially for a singer when he's doing like press for his new album to say like it's the best one ever. So I've been joking and saying it's the worst one ever, but. <laughs> It, it genuinely it's like it it's it is though you know what i mean it's like we were able to capture something that's different from just like a songwriting thing like we were able to capture something that i think was kind of kind of special and kind of rare for a band like us to be able to do so it's like even if you're a stick to your gun skeptic give it a try because you know i think that it could if you're a skip, stick to your gun skeptic give this this is the final try you know what i mean like this is the final try Give it a shot, and if you don't like it, then you straight up you were right, and you don't like six year guns, and that's fine. And I take it, it from me. I've been I've been with you guys since the beginning. So I mean, if 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 it's if this isn't enough for you, I mean, just uh, I don't know. I it's don't know. the best I can do. You know what I mean? That's all. And I can and that is all you need to do. That's <laughs> it. Just be yourself. Be cliche. Um, exactly. But exactly. Uh, man, and uh, everyone who doesn't know Specter, uh, the Specter tour with Kublai Khan, Belmont, Koyo, and Foreign Hands that kicks off, I think September. I can't remember, but you guys will be here on September 28th here in Dallas. I will see you at Furnace Fest, hopefully a couple days prior to that. Um, look wait. for me. I'll, I'll be shooting photos for you guys, too, as well. Awesome. Um, if, if we can do an interview like at the venue, that'd be great. Let's see if we can cool. set something up. So, yeah, um, and everyone who's listening, this is Jesse Barnett. Stick to your guns. Uh, Spectre drops July 29th on Pure Noise. Do us a favor. If you can, buy the records because the bands can't do it without your help. Bro, I'm old-fashioned. I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room. So that's amazing. I mean, that's how it goes. But don't thank forget. You. No, thank you, bro. Uh, much love, man. Uh, and everyone's listening. Uh, you can listen to this podcast, all the major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewfire.com. Jesse, uh, have a great week, man. Have a great uh, time up to the release date. Be safe on tour, man. Have fun. Be yourself. Be cliche as much as possible. <laughs> and, and I'm going to look for... Uh, Oh, I, I closed out that song. <laughs> what was that song? I'm going to look for that song on the set list. Okay, uh, the cool. Surface song. I can't even yeah, remember yeah, now. Yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. Uh, All good. But, man, uh, stay in touch, man. I'll talk to you next time, brother. All right, bro. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Later. You let's up for what you've done with your last breath. With your last breath. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.